Welcome to Raising Nashville. I'm Bucky. Juice box. Oh boy. And often in film, you find when you create a successful movie, it turns into kind of a franchise, right? So oftentimes, what you're going to find in a very successful franchise is not only a sequel, but a follow-up to that sequel, which in turn makes this a trilogy. Mm-hmm. And uh, we have recorded a couple of episodes in the past, and you guys might have caught wind of it, listened to it. Um, the we, ho- fr- we hope so. We, we hope so, because if you're listening to the third, you might not get it, um, or you do. You just wanted to kind of find out what happened on the third one. Like, I think one time we did a movie podcast where we uh, reviewed a Twilight movie, but it was like the fourth, sixth one. Yeah, it was like the fourth out of six films we were lost. So we've done a couple of episodes on the show. Um, The first one was entitled, uh, What the Hell Did We Do? Uh, The second one was entitled, It's Alive. And now to bring it to full... Full circle in this trilogy of what I had originally deemed Star Wars episodes. So technically, this would be Episode Six: Return of the Jedi, which makes a lot of sense because we're talking about, you know, the first episode, Episode Four, covered the nine months leading up until you had a baby. Man, I'm going to interrupt you right here. I just want you to stop trying to make this work, Thank okay? You. Like. Well, you've been explaining it for two episodes now, and both old boy and I just kind of look at each other and shake our heads. Thank and you. Just... Thank you, Juice Box. Fair enough, but I guarantee you by the end of this episode, I'm going to explain to you how it works. Well, I, I guarantee you, no. I asked you to explain it uh, last week, and you told me, I said, well, how is this episode like Return of the Jedi? You go, the semen goes out, and it came back. And I was like, ah. Uh... It was not like that (laughs) at all. That's exactly verbatim what you said. So the first episode was about the nine months leading up until you, the, you know, the baby came out from when you found out to when you went to the hospital. The second episode entitled It's Alive in this trilogy was about your time spent at the hospital and everything that you went through there. Uh, We learned a lot of things on that episode uh, and the fact that we're all, I guess, weirdly obsessed with uh, referencing Tarantino movies. Um, And then this episode, which is the third in the trilogy, is about the nine months starting from when you get home to basically walking. I mean, close, very close to walking. Yeah. And we wanted to do this for uh, young parents out there that, uh, again, like we've said, or uh, about to have a child, you know, or thinking about having children, this might give you a little bit of a dad's perspective roadmap on from when you got home from the hospital, oh shit, what do we do now? Yeah, maybe just kind of like a what to expect or you know what how it went down for us. So if something crazy happens to you, you really be like, okay, I'm not alone on that. It yeah. is. It's like the final battle. Like, you know, you're passing, you're finally getting it with, with Vader at the end. So now you're having to fight this kid. Let's roll this along. So Yeah, yeah. So anyway, I decided to title this episode based off something Old Boy said in the last episode. I'm going to call this episode... This is the end. My 
so many meanings behind that. Exactly, exactly. And I don't mean it to be like dark or whatever, but you know, it is the end of your life in one cert like a certain aspect of your life. It's the end of that, you know. A- absolutely. And you're saying goodbye to your friend, the former you that was like more into partying or more into doing your hobbies or more into doing whatever it is. Like Red that door. Per- freedom. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yes, more freedom. <laughs> yep. When you found out you were having a baby and that nine months that you had to prepare with your wife, you know, she couldn't drink, but she might have supported you in drinking and you were still going out and having fun and you were still enjoying things. And uh, she obviously couldn't drink. But at the same time, I think women carry pain a lot better than men. So they're, they can tough through it, man. They, they can get out there. They can go see. I remember, uh, you know, when my wife was pregnant, just to throw it back real quick, we went to see Chris Rock at Zany's. Um, and she was, I mean, ready to bust, I think, um, at that point, but, um, it was, it was pretty cool. So we got to go out and do some things. Did she have to order two bottles of water? Because <laughs> a two drink minimum. Yeah. Um, cause we went there when Dana was pregnant to see Hannibal Burris and she got a bottle of water. And then we, I think like as the table or there was a couple of us there, we ordered like a bucket of beers, which should have covered everybody's sure. two things but they were like well that doesn't count for her because she didn't drink it it's like uh, well are you that kidding? like it's still like the the number equals out that's stupid it's it not even so that stupid. it equals out it's that she's pregnant i mean maybe yeah. she doesn't want to order two sprites i don't i mean well and also i mean it's just uh, the two drink minimum thing I, we're going off on a different tangent here but that makes me so mad like just charge me 10 fucking dollars or something right. you know like just charge me the extra 10 dollars or whatever it is yep. don't make me buy two items potato skins yeah, yeah exactly it, if i don't want to buy beers i have to buy two crappy bottles of water like come on give me a break it's yeah. like going to a gas station and they have a five dollar minimum on credit cards just make it five dollars whatever i'm buying just make it five dollars instead of telling me that i need to spend another that 35 I need to buy cents. Up more of your junk yeah, yeah. <laughs> just like yeah just point. upcharge me all right, so you've had the baby. I don't know if I fully agree with that, but <laughs> that's another topic to debate. So you've had the baby. Uh, you've you've been to the hospital. They said, it's time for you to go home. We believe in you enough that we think that you could possibly take care of this child. Um, so here it is. Don't let the b- door hit you. Um, baby's in the car on your way home. Boom. Now what? Now, to me, is that, oh, shit, what did we do moment? We talked about... Um, Probably talked about it a little bit on the last episode, but, you know, Dana and I were, like, gung-ho at first. We're like, you know, we live here. Our parents live in different cities, so we want to try and do it on our own at first. You know, we, like, need to make an effort. So that lasted maybe 48 hours, and then we called one of our moms, and we're like, get down here. This baby won't stop crying. Neither one of us is like, we're both already frazzled. Like, we, we were shook already after 48 hours. Sure. If you have help available... Please take advantage of it because it is crucial. Yeah, do not play the uh, you know I'm fine card or mm-hmm. you know the I'm I can do this. I you know I'm all powerful. You're not. I mean I don't care who you are. Yeah, there's a time and place for that, and it's not in that that time period right there. No, uh, anything that yes, I, I agree with uh, Juicebox there uh, on that advice. Anybody that you can have come over cook you things, take care of you. I don't know, just anything. Just come watch your kid for, you know, 45 minutes to let you go down the street and maybe grab a sandwich. I don't know, yep. with your with your wife or with your husband. Yeah. Um I remember 
you know, I, I, I talked about in the hospital episode that when uh, Levon was born, the Predators were in the Stanley Cup Finals. And it was a national thing. I mean, it was all over TV. Broadway was dumped out, you know, elbow yeah. to elbow, five blocks long. Mm-hmm. It looked amazing on TV. And we had a baby during game one. So I knew that I wasn't going to get a part, you know, to take part in this. And we get home. And the first thing I think, uh, I can't remember if it was my mom or her mom, but somebody comes over and we have 45 minutes before the next feeding because you have to take that in account too. These kids yeah. got to eat. And they're breastfeeding at that age. So you've got like 45 minutes for the next feeding. We got in our car. We drove downtown. We paid like $15 to park. We walked to Broadway. I think we saw Juice Box. Yep. We walked to Broadway. We stood there for, I am not shitting you, about three and a half minutes. And then turned around and walked back to our car and drove home. Just because we wanted to be there and see it. Yeah, I remember seeing both of you guys and being like, holy shit, what are you doing out? <laughs> I mean, I think it was day one coming home from the hospital. Yeah, I, 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 I'm, I think you're right about that. You saw Broadway dumped out on TV. You wanted to go do that? Yeah, like go. It was a madhouse. It sounds odd. For three minutes? I don't it, know. I caught the fever. It was the Preds fever. And to be honest, it was a different type of, like, downtown, like, like we were downtown last night. Downtown on, like, a Saturday night. A regular Saturday night sucks. Yeah. Like, oh, it is yeah. just full of tourists. It's a, just a shit Drunk. show. Everybody's wasted. Like, people are mad. Like, it's kind of sketch. It's just weird. To me, same with New Year's and, like, yeah, 4th yeah, of yeah. July. And but like I, that. I guess what I'm getting at, everybody was so into the Predators. Everybody was in a great mood down there, and everybody was just, like, on the same level and on the same team. It, it was something else. It was, like, a great time to be downtown, even as crowded as it was. Yeah, so that three and a half minutes meant a lot to me. But... I'm not suggesting you do it that soon after you have a baby, but use somebody to take some time to go do something. Yeah, that's absolutely true. So, I mean, baby's home, Mm -hmm. and, you know, there there are certain things that you've got to, you know, take into account. One, you're not going to sleep very much, and by that, I've, I've read that babies need about 16 hours of sleep a day, so... They are sleeping, but mm. they are sleeping at not very uh, convenient times for the parent. Damn. I wanna... And generally, like you say 16 hours, but it's like for like an hour and a half or maybe two hours at a time. Yeah. Like, yeah. That's true. Maybe. They, they break it up a lot. Yeah. They're really good at that. Um, yeah. Right when you start to doze off, they, yeah. uh, they're like a mini alarm clock. They're pretty lazy there at first, those kids. <laughs> sleeping they... all the time. They're like sloths. That is true. You're taking care of something that's not reciprocating any like facial recognition. They're just kind of just there, right? Yeah. What they say, eat, shit, sleep, and that's, that's it. that makes it so much more tough too. There at the beginning, like you just feel like you're just in, stuck in this cycle, and you're getting no reciprocate. Like you're not even getting a smile. Like babies, like you know, they're mm-hmm. so young they can't really even. St- focus on your face from further away than what like six inches or something like that to me i think being a baby is probably like being on a very bad acid trip or something like everything is just completely overwhelming all your senses and you can't make sense of any of it and that's why you want to go back to sleep so much and that's why you're crying and you're just like yeah yeah Yeah, and that all they keep giving you to eat is milk and you're like yeah what is Is this anything else on the menu (laughs) But at the same time, I mean, it, you know, it, it can be, I was going to say rewarding, but I think I'm just saying I, that to talk. Well, I mean, no, no, no. Dude. I think, I, I see, it was really peaceful 
for us. I, I feel like now I wasn't home all day with the kid either. So I went back to work pretty, pretty soon after uh, Sam got home. But when I came home, I got to hold her, you know, I couldn't feed her, but um, unless, unless we had, uh, it was bottled, I guess, but um, I do diapers and all that. And I, I just, I enjoyed the shit out of it. I know you guys didn't take part in this, and I think I mentioned this in a previous episode we've done, but I actually took what is called paternity leave. Uh, and that's where, you know, Stephanie had the baby, and then mm-hmm. her mom came down here for, I'd say, a week or 10 days from yeah. Chicago, which allowed me to go back to work. So I worked right the very next day, I think the next day after we got out of the hospital, for me the too. next week or so. And then I took off, I want to say a month, and it was all unpaid, but all the parents were gone, all the help was gone. It was 10 days later. Now that is kind of when it all starts. How was that? It was the same. It was a very repetitive uh, sequence throughout the entire month. Yeah. It was the same thing. I, I would get, she would be up through the night breastfeeding. I'd get up early, stay up with the kid during that first run from like maybe 5.30 to 7.30 or 8, she would get up, we would switch off. See, my experience was very different because Beric was colicky. So, like, he was screaming and crying all the time. He didn't sleep that well. We had some, like, uh, feeding issues initially. Like, he wasn't breastfeeding that well. So we were, like, not sure if he was even getting enough food. So that was, like, another stress, like, if he was, like, constantly hungry or not. So it was really tough. I mean, if, if he was asleep, both Dana and I were just, like crashed on the couch like okay we have five minutes now you know see yeah see i I feel like if it had been like that man i don't know i I, that that was tough yeah that'd have been very tough i'll tell you one thing that like as i was talking about on the last episode you know we didn't want anybody in the in the hospital like we didn't want people to come and visit us in the hospital like we just wanted our family there and we just wanted to chill it was the opposite i feel like when we got home for the most i mean you know we were still didn't want a ton people over but we wanted people to stop by and see us and talk to us because we felt like we were just completely losing our shit and this is you know after like our parents had already gone but you know they'd been there for like a week and then gone back home or whatever so it was just like people stopping by Another huge thing, like we, I feel like, I'm, I hope a lot of people out there have this, but I feel like we have a really good friend support group. Like everybody signed up for like a dinner to bring us dinner one night or like a lunch or something like that. So it yep. was like, we didn't have to think about getting food. People would just bring us over some, fro- you know, we could pop in one of the frozen things that people mm-hmm. brought, brought over, pop it in the oven, not even think about that. Like that was a huge, huge help. Uh, yeah. So it was just like. Having some human contact so you felt like you were a regular person and then not having to worry about, like, making food and all that stuff. Like, those are two huge things that, like, if we didn't have that, I don't... If we were, if we had done... If we lived in a city where we didn't know anybody, I mean, I can't I Yeah, can't that'd, imagine. Be, that'd be real tough. Yeah. So if you do have a good uh, friend group out there or you're... You're a dad listening to this podcast and you got a bunch of buddies. Make sure that they sign up just to bring you what? Like a, a six pack, you know, every day. Yeah. So you don't have to run out to the <laughs> every store. Every day. Well, you, a, don't, you, know, you don't feel off. like you're an alcoholic then if you're only oh. doing them six at a time. Oh, okay. Is that how it works? Really? No. I want to go back to your comment about your wife supporting your drinking while she was pregnant. <laughs> I- <laughs> 
I just imagine it's her like filling up a funnel and being like, chug, chug. <laughs> oh, good Lord. How? No, but Juicebox did touch on a good point. Like, you want those people to come over to your house. And when they come over, it's not only like the stress of having the kid, but it's also cabin fever because you can't mm-hmm. get out and go see them. Yeah. So when they come over, they come in the front door. You're like, man, can you want some food? You want some something to drink? You want to stay the night? Like, yeah. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> you guys want to watch The Wire on DVD? I mean, I don't know. I've got all five seasons (laughs) and it came i mean still it's still in moderation you know like you don't want to be overwhelmed with visitors but it was just nice to have people stopping by like every couple days at least you know just to check in or say what's up or hang out for a little bit so for how how long does the how long did the colicky period last um man it was maybe about four months okay like it was really bad at first, and then it got a little bit better. And then I feel, I mean, Barrett was born in August, and then sometime between Thanksgiving and Christmas, he just kind of like snapped out of it. Like something, hmm. something changed, and he stopped crying as much, and his his whole personality like finally came out. Like it was like, you know, he he was just like in pain or something, or something was going on with him for so long, and then when. When he got over that, he was like super happy. And God, can you imagine having colic like your whole life? <laughs> that would be. Insane. I mean, the crazy thing is, is like they don't. No one even really knows what it is or what causes it or anything. It's just like it's almost like it's just like oh, it's a, just a generic term for why your baby's crying. You gotta, you gotta yeah, cry, baby. I think, yeah, I think yeah. you're right. Yeah. I mean, huh. and and that's. Uh, I don't know how. Sam, did, was she? Did she sleep through the night? Things Man, like that? she slept great. She slept great. She ate. She ate okay. We we would take her to the doctor and find out like she wasn't eating enough, and that was that put a little stress on us. We were like, oh yeah, that's know. scary. So we we're like constantly trying to feed her, and we had some trouble breastfeeding. So it was always on on our mind her eating, but she slept great. Um, we put her in her own room after three months. I mean, or after a couple of weeks, I think. I mean, we're oh like, wow, Pew! we were own room. I want to say day five. Yeah, it was close. I mean, it wasn't. It was what? not long. Day five, you put him in his own room. Yeah. So we try. So most people do this. It's like cohabitating with your child, right? Yeah. And they make these things. And we bought some looking like spaceship looking thing. There was like a mini little crib that fit over the side of your bed. So it was kind of in your oh, bed, but not right. in your bed. Yeah, yeah. And no, he wasn't having it. Uh, like day one wasn't having it. Day two wasn't having it. Day three, like just it, it just wasn't working. So we eventually put him in his room. Now, full disclosure to, you know, people out there that kids are going to be different. You know, Juicebox had a colicky kid. He's he's up all the time. Uh Old Same. boy, you know, had one that's sleeping peacefully. I, I felt like I got in between. Uh, he woke up two or three times a night, every single night, and he's two, and he still does. Really? Like, w- maybe we'll get lucky and have like a two-week, two- or three-week stretch, but then he'll go through a week where he's waking up once a night consistently. Hmm. But for that first year and a half, I mean, it was every single night. We're just so used to it that we thought that that's what it was. Like, that's how it works. <laughs> this is just what kids do. And then we go and we hear, you know, our friends tell us stories about how their, you know, six-day-old baby is sleeping 12 hours. And I just want to just give them the big F yeah. you. you it, know? Took, it took us a very long time to get to sleep, like, full sleeping through the night. And we still have the same issue, like you were talking about, like, maybe once a week he'll wake up in the middle of the night just like he almost had like a bad dream or something yeah sam wakes up sometimes in the middle of the night with a bad dream or something and and i hear her door shut i guess she always shuts her door so it wakes me up so she she opens her door and slams her door so i'm like what the 
fuck was that? And then I hear her little feet. And she runs all the way to our room. Is this her bad dream or your bad dream? <laughs> well, it takes me a minute. I don't know. I don't know what's real and what's not. And then I hear I, I hear the little feet paddling down the down the hallway. And then she gets in our room. She's like, Mommy, Daddy? We're like, what? And she's like, I had a bad dream. I'm like, what was it? She's like, a pizza tried to eat me. <laughs> It's always some food item that's eaten that's trying to eat her. The feeling, you don't tell your daughter that you know food will eat you if I, you don't clean it up. I tell her, I tell her all types of things, man. There's, I have a feeling her dreams are derived from like ideas that you put in her head. <laughs> so you get home and you start the sleeping process. It's not going to be easy. It's you know it's going to be a fight, a war. I think in that first nine months, my wife and I probably said every cuss word in the book about as loud as we could say it. Um, I mean, I remember just going down the hallway one night, probably like Nicolas Cage and Con Air. <laughs> he gets drunk. He won an Oscar for it. Oh, leaving, leaving Las Vegas. Leaving Las Vegas. I'm just like that, just like slamming bottles against the walls. And motherfucker. Like, because he won't stop. <laughs> to build on that, uh, my brother was telling me, he was like, oh, yeah, Pete Holmes has this joke where he's like, you know, I I see how you can shake a baby now. Now that I have a kid, I'm like, yeah, that Pete Holmes didn't come up with that joke. That's just how everybody feels that yeah. has a kid. You're like, when you're beforehand, you're like, who would ever shake a baby? These people are crazy. <laughs> then you have a kid, and it's not. It, you're not like actually like I'm gonna shake this baby. But then you're like, okay, I see how people get to the mentality of where that could happen. Sure, like you're so worn down and broken down by this kid speaking of that it will test everything everything about you uh, a child will and it will affect like old boy said whether you want to have another child or not if you get that great you know white picket fence experience off the first baby you might be more apt to have another one and some parents out there have preconceived notions in their head that no we're we are going to have three children and two of them are going to be boys and one's going to be a girl and we're going to have the all-american family and not stop till that happens now what I can say out there is don't do that um don't get this idea because you're just going to be at one disappointed um two it's just going to change you know when when you don't have that perfect you know two two boys and a girl or two girls and a boy or just a boy and a girl uh when you don't get that and you get two boys and you're like no i gotta have that girl and then you get that third boy and you're like i've gotta have that girl and you get that fourth boy and then you end up with like <laughs> and then you five have eight dudes. kids yeah it's a freaking baseball team all right so through the first nine months did anything with you guys out of the ordinary happen that kind of freaked you out or uh, yeah. changed your life a- absolutely i went broke uh on diapers you, I didn't. I had no idea I would be at the store every every other day buying fifty packs of diapers, dude. Like, and I, I'm I'm amazed. I was at Kroger every other day buying diapers. Yep, that that seems excessive. Really? I, I, I mean, I, every other day. It, well, are y'all into baby food yet? Yeah. Okay, so I felt like I was at. I felt like I was always at Kroger getting diapers baby food or wipes it, to me it was formula we were always or running formula. out of formula yeah formula and that's what like 25 bucks a pop yeah those things are expensive that shit yeah that is expensive formula's so, 25 bucks a pop diapers 25 bucks a pop depending on what what you get and then you yeah. have baby food on top of it dude that's, i mean and i'm there like every other day kroger i never understood during baby showers why people would just bring boxes of diapers when i had to go to baby showers mm-hmm. now i we all get it I guess that's it. Yeah, we got tons of diapers, like at our, at our baby shower. So that was a 
great. And then they keep growing into new size diapers, Red. So that's, it's like, and I, I, that's, that's how clothes work, too. Right. But I mean, it's like quick, man. It's real snappy. So I'd bring some back, and my wife would be like, What are you doing? <laughs> she hadn't worn she hadn't worn a size diaper and I'm like, what? Oh shit, really? I gotta go back. You're also gonna realize what you thought that you had prepared, you needed way more. Um like and I'm talking about when you, when it comes to bottles and cleaning bottles, right? We had this little oh. bottle rack and then we realized we needed like a whole lawn pasture of this little <laughs> green thing where you put the bottles on to dry, like dry racks. And we needed it yes. for like the entire counter because we were just going through bottles on a daily basis. You need things for them to like sit in and sit up in. And there's like this thing called a bumbo. Yeah. Where they, like it basically sits your posture of your child straight up while you're doing things. Well, foam seat. And that's the one thing that I remember during the first nine months. I mean, you try to baby proof your house, which doesn't matter at this point, but I'm doing laundry. I've got this kid sitting in this bumbo and he's like just sitting there looking around, looking down. He can't really use his neck yet. And I reach over to grab something out of the washing machine and he just kind of leans over and falls off the dryer and like literally head first into the side of the washing machine in between the washing machine and the dryer. You know how like you have that space? Like he went down in there. Oh, man. So I grab him and get him up and he is just wailing and I'm freaking out. This time Stephanie's taking a nap because I'm just letting her take a nap. And I take this kid about, I don't know, I'm like Usain bolting it down the hallway and I get in there and I'm like, I think I broke him. <laughs> or I said something like that. He won't stop. And she's like, what happened? I was like, I dropped him on the washing machine. Okay. Yeah. I have a question. <laughs> sure. Do you want us to edit this story out? Yeah. <laughs> No, because I think it's all funny. I mean, he's gone through, he's two now, and he's gone through so much. I mean, he's cut his eye open, had to have uh, skin glued back together on his face. It's. I think everybody had, probably has a story like that, too. Though. Yeah. I mean, it's just part of part of it, you know? It's like... The, I, I was know. seriously freaking out, though, because I, I like just didn't know, my body didn't know what to do. It was the first time in my life where, like, well, not probably not the first time, but... Uh, where I just, I couldn't do anything because I didn't know what to do. So I froze and I just walked in there and I was just holding the baby at her. Yeah. And I had like, you know, probably was crying and I couldn't figure it out. I was just hysterical and I just, I froze. Yeah. I'd and freak out. Yeah, you're going to, sure. you're going to go through those moments out yeah. there. I mean, that, that's going to happen. Definitely. Maybe not that dramatic. I mean, I remember a story my mom tells of my grandfather who I never met, um, cause he died like right before I remembered anything. So maybe I met him, but I don't remember. He dropped me on a high chair and I went from high chair to the floor and hit the back of my head. And I was about that age, like three, four months or something like that. Explains a lot. <laughs> it does. It's hereditary. <laughs> oh, Lord. Uh, yeah, yeah. So think, there's going to be some accidents. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. And, and. Don't freak out. They'll be fine. They're pretty pliable, I think, right? Like, their heads hadn't formed yet, and they, you know. Be so right. you can still mold yeah, it. Into apparently, yeah. apparently, though, if if you if they do have a fall and there's any type of dent or anything on their head, they need to go to the hospital. Yeah. Like, that's not something you should just. They need I don't to be, remember they if we took check. them or not. I think we did. Yeah. I mean, I, I you know. Whatever. But th- things are going to happen. And then, you know, you get through that first few months and then all of a sudden they start, you know, smiling and their eyes are opening bigger. And, you know, it, it goes from a sloth, as old boy 
yep. compares it to. Yep. To like a a Furby. Yeah. Yeah. They kind of they start. Yeah. They start. They start fluttering their eyes, and grabbing things, smiling. Yeah. I think it's about five months in, maybe, is when you start to see a real. You kind of kind of start to see their personality, and they're starting to lighten up and recognize things more, and then it just gets better and better from there. The um, I was taking, we were taking our daughter to daycare up, and which which didn't. As soon as our maternity leave is up, boom, she's in daycare. Yes, yeah, and my wife was working in Clarksville at the time, and then I ended up moving moving up there and working up there, and I was taking my daughter up there one day, and uh, she had shit in her diaper and it was so bad i pulled over and it come out it come out of the diaper it blew out of the diaper yep and i didn't have anything to clean it with i think i'd left the diaper bag at home and i ended up having to take my shirt off actually i i started using some of those blue uh paper towels that, that are at gas stations you know <laughs> i started using some of those i was getting real messy i had to take my shirt off and clean it and uh oh, to this man. day it's uh What's funny is I guess we've talked about it enough because my daughter now tells me she's like, "Remember that time I had that blowout in your car?" I'm like, "There's no way you remember that." But yes, I'll, I'll never forget. She, it. She'll it's never forget the story. Nastiest thing that's ever come out of you. Yeah, yeah. Child shit is gross. Oh man, that is one full disclosure. Like I'm not, I can't deal with poop. Poop is gross <laughs> to me. Like it's yeah. just disgusting. And then having to just touch it every single day was a hurdle that was it's tough for me to get over. It's still tough for me to get over. Yeah. yeah. It gets easier as as oh, the the yeah. child grows. I think it gets worse. Yeah, dude. Oh, wait till solids. solids no, that's are what good. I'm, yeah, that's what I'm saying. No, oh, they're good. See, to me it's like when it was just like mustard, I could deal with that a little bit more now that it's like looking more like human poop. It's all, <laughs> he can't even yeah. do it on the <laughs> mic. This is great. It's, I it thought is. I was going to be like that because I've had weird gag reflexes my whole life, uh, certain smells and uh, textures and things like that. And, dude, this, I was okay. I still, I don't know. I'd say I'm 75% okay with cleaning an ass at this point. <laughs> I, I'm never going to be okay, okay with it. I can't wait. Until I don't have to wipe a butt anymore, dude. I'm uh, so I'm so close, but I, I mean, I, yeah, it's gross. Yep. Is so, there any such is there such a thing as a baby bidet? Is there any, <laughs> is there any way to like get? Can, can we like figure out how to make could, that? Start making some money off of that. We could yeah, make a baby bidet. You like could this. start during potty training. They don't know any better, right? So they get on one and they do their business, and then they just hop over to the other and they clean themselves off. And they grow up. You know, thinking that's the right way to do it. I like it. I like yeah. it. It'd be like maybe like a, you could use a pedal. You just hit that. You just step on that pedal. And that's how a bidet works, is it? It has a pedal. I'm not fancy. I'm, I'm not either. I'm Nashville. not exactly sure no. how they work. Did you guys never see Crocodile Dundee? That was like the first time a bidet was introduced to me. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so I, I don't want to jump too much into like daycare because we talked about that in the school episode. But right. Maybe we just mention it a little bit. It is, but it is scary, and it is worth mentioning. Is like like old boy said when the uh, maternity leave is up, which is what six weeks after the baby's born, some like six to eight weeks maybe. It depending was eight, on how long it was you eight have. for Dana, but yeah. So after the baby's born. You, I mean, obviously have to go back to work. We all have to make money to support these diapers and this formula and mm -hmm. these children. So you have to pick that daycare. And we talked about it. If you go back to one of our episodes, we did an episode about schools and choosing a school for your child. And since ours are so young, um, you know, we focused a little bit more on daycares. And you have to think about that because 
you have to obviously have that all set in place and you're, you're taking them to daycare. So you, you're there, you're in, you go for the first day. That shit is crazy because yeah. you are leaving your child with somebody you don't know. Oh dude, it was sure. tough. It was, I mean, we visited the place and you know, I talked to the people, so I felt fairly comfortable, but yeah, it's tough to me. I just like, you know, in my brain, I'm like over dramatizing it. I'm thinking of our kid laying in that little bed with like the bars, like it's like a prison or something. Mm-hmm. And he's just laying in there for eight hours, looking up at the ceiling until we come and pick him up. Obviously, it's not like that, but to me, that it, that's what was going on in my brain. Sure, it's a it's a new normal, man. It's uh, it, it it never gets any easier either. We've taken our kid to different daycares and schools, and we've dropped her off at a few different camps. It's it never it never gets any easier it's always i'm leaving my kid mm-hmm. thinking about my kid like we just got her at a theater camp all week mm-hmm. and it's like i don't know these people at the man. nashville children's theater yeah oh highly recommend that yeah it was cool we've yeah. been doing it for a long time it's, yeah. it's an awesome experience uh, if you do have kids out there and you're looking for something to do in the summer nashville children's theater one week camps all summer are great yep i, I yeah highly praise it. it was very nice um but it never gets any easier just dropping your kid off in it because you don't you don't know these people ever. So yeah. true, and you got to think it's not just taking them there and you're dealing with the you know internal anxiety of giving it to somebody else. You have to prepare for it too. So every morning you've got to pack like a certain amount of bottles because they're drinking so many throughout the day, yeah. and then you have to pack you know the diapers and the wipes and the everything else for that. Whole so new routine. It, yep. it is. It, it turns into a whole new routine. So you know. And one thing I want to bring up, too, your kid is going to get sick at daycare. Yes. Like, that was one of the big things. It was like, for at first, he didn't really get sick that often, but as soon as he was crawling around, forget about it, man. He Boom. would look out. They was sick for, like, two months, I swear, like, with an ear infection or, like... Hand, foot, and mouth. He know he hasn't got that yet, knock oh. on wood, um, but he had, like, some... It was like some kind of stomach bug for a little while there. Like it was just like one thing after another for several months there. And Dana and I were like constantly having to like take off work to like pick him up from school, which is another thing you don't think about. Like, sure. You know, vacation, yeah. before you have a kid, you're like, Oh, I got all these vacation vacation days that I'll use for vacation. And then you have nope. a kid and you're like, Oh, I just used four vacation days with picking up my kid from school sick. And then awesome. the kid's five and you're like, man, I haven't been on vacation in like five years. Yeah. Yeah. That's, so that's exactly what it's like, um, <laughs> Day, daycare, I, something just to piggyback on that. Yeah, our kid had a perpetual runny nose the whole yeah. time she was in mm-hmm. daycare. But it ended up, I got sick. Oh. I would end up getting sick because she was sick, or me and my wife would get sick from it. And I felt like that, that two years she was in, those first two years of her life, I was more sick than I've ever been in my life. I can agree with that, man. This past year, I, I've gotten sick more than I've gotten sick in a very long time. Like yeah. when he had, when he got that stomach bug, I got it from him. My wife, I mean, Dana and I have been together for, we've been together forever at this point, you know, like, and she was like, I've never seen you that sick ever. Yeah. It, it's daycare funk is what I call it. Yeah, and dude. It, you're going to, you're going to get somebody it else's funk. That's yeah. Coming, it, they're just playing a, what a, a carrier to it and yeah. brings it into your household. Um, yes. I get that. But at, at the same time, the way I look at it is, well, I'm raising a child and I'm having to take off work to build his immune system. And, you know, the stronger that is, the, the better. Yeah. No, I, I agree with that. And that's what everybody else says. Everybody else that I talk to at work is always like, yeah, you know, your kid goes through it. It's like then they build up their immune system. It's just like it's part of the process. It either happens sooner or it happens later if they don't go to daycare. But thank God you got them vaccinated, right? 
Well, (laughs) (laughs) been meaning to talk to you guys about Uh, something. mm, So anyway, like basically, you know, your kid's in daycare, you're back at work, you're trying to make your life somewhat normal again, you know, just, I think it's important to still take your kid out, like take him out to a restaurant, go out to a restaurant, do whatever you can, like try to have some sort of semblance of normality because like you can't just lock your, you can't barricade yourself in your house. Mm-hmm. you'll go crazy. And also I think it's super beneficial. Even when your kid is that young, it's beneficial for them to see you interacting with other people and for them to see other people. So they're not as nervous around strangers when they get older. I mean, very true. They're, they're appropriately nervous around strangers, I guess I should right. say. Uh, but they're, you know, they're already like seeing social skills type thing. You know, I, I feel like it's just a big part that like, even they're, even though they're that young, it still helps their development. And what's the timeline on being able to take them out of the house? Isn't there like a certain... After the first round of vac- vaccinations, of shots, yeah. whatever, uh, which I think is at six weeks. Is that right? Okay. So, that I mean, you do have a, a solid six weeks to, uh, you know, st- be in your house and <laughs> develop that cabin fever. I think the day after that six weeks was up, maybe a couple of days before, I mean, we were already at Southern Grist Brewery with that carrying case and, you know, him on the bar. Uh, okay, so last thing, and I know this is a little bit beyond our nine months thing that we said, but, like, let's talk about what you, everybody did for their first birthday party because our kid's first birthday is coming up in August. Ah, that's a good one. Um, and, you know, I've gone to both of your kids. Uh, oh, boy, I can't remember if I went to Sam's first birthday, actually. Was it in a garage? What the fuck do you think? <laughs> <laughs> kind, of, kind of family I'm running over here. Uh, I don't remember, but but point being, like, I've been to, you know, several kids' first birthdays, as, yeah. as you guys have too. It's a different beast than a kid's second or third or from then on, because right. I feel like it's more about the parents. So what did you guys do on the first birthday? Um, We had a party at our house, and we... I don't know, got some decorations. We hung some, you know, banners and whatever, put some pictures of them up. And it's just invited like family and friends over. Um, I didn't want a big deal out of it because he's one and he's not going to remember it. So you're right. It is for the parents. Right. And when you put that, when, you know, there's that big thing on the first birthday where there's like a little cake or something to yep. smash into that you put in front of them and you hope they eat it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I always thought that was funny because I've been to a few first birthdays where they have like smashed it and eaten it and everything else. Uh, my kid didn't touch it. And everybody is just crowded around him with cameras or phones and saying, just grab it, just grab it. I think some, at some point somebody grabbed his hand and put it in it and put it on his, his, I don't know, his tongue or whatever. And I was just like, leave him alone. Yeah. I always feel like that's a little awkward too. I don't know. It's for, it's forcing it. It's forcing memories through pictures, I guess. I don't know. Yeah. It's not happening organically. It's just, yeah. But yeah, thing. we, I mean, we just did it light afternoon type thing, a uh, couple hours. I hear you're getting a keg. Uh, that's what I heard too. I don't know. We'll have to see about that. Right. But yeah, we're just doing like backyard pool party because honest, like you said, th- he's not going to remember it. No. Yeah. So it's just like an excuse for us to have people over to our house. And just, I mean, all you really need is just a little corner in a room to put a photo op together, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, just take pictures with the kid or put him in front of it, take a picture, and boom, you're done. Everybody has fun. Uh, I think it, you know, two and three, three especially, it kind of kicks off to like, this is my birthday. Yeah. I know what's up now. Uh, Well, we hope that you guys have really enjoyed our journey 
And what I'm talking about is the end. Now, this is like the closing credit scene to uh, the trilogy that we've put together for you guys. Mm. Um, obviously, I've been corrected. It's not a Star Wars trilogy. It's just a trilogy of parenthood. And, and we'll, we'll call it that. Um, but we started with, you know, the day you found out that you were having a child, not the day that your wife found out that the day that you as a dad found out, she broke the news to you. And we've taken this 18 months or a year and a half down the road. Uh, now you, that child is in your house. You are caring for it. You're back to work. He or she's going to daycare. Um, if you're, you know, if you have to do that, obviously there's some stay at home parents out there, but whatever. Mm Um, and you know, all of the, the, ups and downs and roller coaster in between. I mean, everything, you know, from what we've said, you know, from chain smoking cigarettes on, uh, <laughs> on your porch after you find out, um, uh, to maybe, you know, uh, doing something relaxing the day that you're going in to, to have the baby like mm-hmm. juice boxes experience. Yeah. And then, um, you know, just carrying it. And then you just, I don't know, there, there's a certain point where to throw in that first birthday in a garage. Yeah, yep, there you go. <laughs> but there's a certain point where you just, your instincts take over and you just become parent. You know, yeah. you go from uh, making bad decisions at the red door to learning how to make good decisions with a child. Is that, is that fair? That's debatable. <laughs> yeah. Maybe making just less less bad decisions at the red door yeah. M- maybe um because now you have a child and yeah you have yeah. to worry about yourself <laughs> yeah. that's right um so it, it's been fun doing this and we hope some of you dads and parents and friends of ours out there got a really good idea of kind of our roadmap through this yeah um because it, it i mean it completely changes your life in t- less than two years Oh yeah, your life becomes completely different, but it doesn't change you. You know, it doesn't have to change you. It doesn't have to really change who you are. You just have to adapt and change your lifestyle to fix to fit around that. Yep. True, it had definitely has not changed me. We've noticed. <laughs> That's what if we've learned anything through twenty something episodes, it's that. Yeah. Well, now that we've wrapped up this trilogy of parenting, I think uh, we're going to bring something to a, a broader audience out there next week, and we'll be back to you know our usual shenanigans. Um, we just wanted to get something out there for all you parents out there. And we think we've done it good. We couldn't have summed it up in one episode. It took three. It was this trilogy, um, not <laughs> unlike Star Wars. And I'm, I feel pretty satisfied. I'm pretty satisfied that we won't have to hear you say trilogy. Yeah. <laughs> and compare it to Star Wars. Uh, are you going to go out to John Williams? Uh <laughs> <laughs> Uh, we hope you guys enjoyed listening. If you don't have children, have one. Have one. Catch up. Yeah. We want you to know what we go through. Yeah. The fear. 